a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Utah's source for exclusive access and insights behind the news. Here's the opinion page editor of the Deseret News, Boyd Matheson, on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Reach out and touch somebody's hand. Make this world a better place if you can. All right, welcome back to Inside Sources. Uh, little flashback music there. Uh, I actually remember hearing that song during the 1984 Los Angeles Olympics. And you had whatever it was, 40,000 people all holding hands and, uh, you know, a spirit of unity there. Uh, and obviously we can't do that right now. And we, we don't have that ability to have that physical touch. And there is a uh, just a fascinating piece uh, by our good friend Lois Collins in the uh, Deseret News this morning. Uh, about touch and how it's playing out and what we're learning as we uh, are trying to stay in touch six feet away. Lois, thanks for joining us. Yeah, that's an interesting way of putting it, staying in touch six feet away indeed. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, so so as you looked at this topic, it, it stopped a lot of us short because you start thinking, okay, outside of my family, who was the last human that I had contact with? And for some of the staff, it was like, I haven't I haven't touched anybody in two months and uh, you did the deep dive on this, some really great in-depth reporting as always. Uh, what did you find out? So let me tell you that the last person that I touched was one of our colleagues whose father had died. Uh-huh. And um, without even thinking, it was the day that everybody went home, that there were only like three or four of us in the office physically. Yeah. And we hugged each other, and then we kind of jumped back like like lightning had struck because we were just starting to learn that you're not supposed to do that. Yeah. And so that got me thinking about touch and how important it is to all of us. And so I started interviewing experts from around the country on human development and on touch. And what I learned is that we really need to touch. Mm. And so those of us who are quarantining with families are okay if we're affectionate and we're talking affectionate touch. And just that pat on the shoulder, the occasional hug, holding hands, that kind of thing. But what I learned is that if you don't give babies enough touch, if you don't snuggle them and Mm -hmm. caress them, they can literally die. Mm. They literally starve for affection. And it's scientifically proven it's a dangerous thing. Um, old people who aren't touched enough, and right now our elderly citizens are quite isolated right. because they're so at risk. If they don't get some sort of touch or figure out how to make touch, um, do things like walking around so that they're moving their skin, and, mm. and if they don't rub their own hands and arms, then they can suffer with great despair and loneliness much more than if they were able to just reach out and touch someone. Yeah. Um, So touch relieves pain, it lowers blood pressure, it increases your ability to actually manage your feelings of discombobulation. And this time we all feel just a little bit sort of, what day is it? What am I doing? This is such a weird world. I describe it as I feel like I'm in some sort of weird simulation and somebody's going to come in at 10 o'clock and say, okay, here's what you did right and here's what you did wrong. 
while you have those feelings, if you are touching people, if you feel connected to people, Mm -hmm. then you can cope with it. Your stress level stays down. If you don't have that sense of connection that literally is physical, then it's much harder to manage your your stress and depression and whatever you're going through. Uh, I think that's so important. And again, often we don't think about it. Uh, uh, I was at the gas station uh, and just happened to pull up next to a pump uh good friend tracy jumps out and, we're, and it was just the natural thing it's like oh it's so good to see you and then it was like we you kind of recoil and it's like oh wait first <laughs> we're going to be arrested for <laughs> first press conference at the health department when they were giving the daily updates we were all going around shaking hands and then slapping our own hands because it's just so embedded in us yeah. but boy there are things that you can do the first yeah. thing you can do is if you are isolated with your family, if you're maintaining social distance, make sure that you are touching the people yeah. that you live with and that, you know, roommates. That Especially you're your, your kids, your teenagers. Even yeah, that, and they uh, just stroke a shoulder, yeah. pat a cheek, yeah. anything. That, that connection is really important. If you happen to be isolating alone, and I've gotten some emails today from people who are alone who say, mm. well... What do I do? What do I do? Yeah. So you go for walks because there's something about walking and connecting with trees outside and stuff, but also the physical motion of moving your skin helps a lot. You should be mindful of things. So rub your cheeks, you know, when you're you're washing your face. Think about how it feels. Think about how things feel. Mm. And that makes a huge difference too. And whenever you see somebody smile and make eye contact because you need that sense of connection – and the last thing that you really need to do is if you're truly alone, then find things that make you laugh, that are amusing, oh, because that releases the same hormones that touch does. Yeah. I want to talk about the the, uh, the eye contact, because I think that's one way. Uh, we, we've been in a, a couple of things, uh, the, the mask project, Project Protect. Mm-hmm. And, of course, everyone was out there, and people are bringing in masks, and everyone is wearing masks. Uh, but I, I took notice as we were interviewing uh, some of the different leaders from the different organizations about Project Protect, uh, what they were able to communicate with their eyes. Uh, There's a was, lot. It, it's amazing. There is a – it is almost a physical sense uh, in terms of that eye contact, that real human connection. Well, and it is a sense that we're together and we care about each other. And when I Now, it's easy to tell when I'm smiling – because I have these, you know, 60-year-old laugh lines that are carved in my face. But um, you can communicate a lot with people just by looking at them and by paying attention. Mm. So part of it is focus. It's not enough to just glance at somebody. You have to connect for a minute. You have to register them and let them register you. Uh, And that's important. Yeah, so good. Lois Collins, always appreciate your insight. Uh, Award-winning Longstanding uh, reporter, in-depth writer here at the Deseret News. Always appreciate your insight, Lois. Thanks for being with us. Thanks for the invite. All See right. Ya. Very good. Uh, again, so important. If you've missed that, go to Deseret.com uh, and you can find that uh, wonderful piece uh, by Lois Collins. And it's a good question for all of us. How are we staying connected six feet away and making sure that we're getting that kind of touch and that kind of connectedness uh, that is so vital to us as human beings. So much to to be done there. Again, great work. Uh, watch for uh, Lois Collins' piece today. All right, we're going to go ahead and take a quick uh, commercial break. When we come back, we're going to talk about one other extension of that as it relates to compassion. How do we connect through compassion? Stay with us here on KSL News Radio. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. <laughs> There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. 
but this story is still unfolding. I'm Andreas Martin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.